we wanted this to be about relationships and not just about marriage because, uh, you know, I'm certain there are people in the room that are looking for mates and various other things. And obviously, you've got to listen to the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to tell you something. Amy and I genuinely love the people of this church, what we're called to do. If we give you some advice, you're, a, you're crazy if you don't take it. I'm just being serious. I mean, if we tell you you should do something, we come back and ask you, did you do it? When this thing goes south and everything turns terrible, don't blame us. I'm just being honest because we preach and we teach and we talk. And these are things that the Holy Spirit uses to, to help us. And so there are those of you that are in relationships at this time and you're experimenting with relationships, trying to figure out what you're going to do. You know, ask us. Let us know what's going on. See what God would say through us. See if God would give us, give you help. You know, I've been married. This is our 25th year going on 26 years. And I'm going to say this. It's been 25 years of exciting, wonderful, tremendous things. And there's been some days it's been awful. I would hate to live in 25 years of awful and hope for some good days. I didn't get enough shouting on that. You'd be better to be single than to marry the wrong one. Having said that, a man finds a wife. That's what he does. I, I, I can't explain it. I dated a lot of girls, and I shouldn't have. I should have waited on the Lord. But I can tell you that there was a day when Amy was someone I could not get away from. I wasn't trying to figure out if I could stay. Can I stay in this? It was the day I couldn't get out of this. There's a big difference between I want to get in it and I want to get out of it. I wanted to be with her. I still want to be with her. Something happened. You know, my dad used to say, Steve, you're going to find him across a crowded room. It was really the truth. She was there for all those years, and yet one day, she wasn't just a girl in the room. And I, if I just waited on the Lord, he had all that set up. He had all that arranged. He knew what he was doing. And so we're talking about this, and I'm going to give you my first clue. Here's the first clue. You ready? Clue number one. Write this down, put this in your head, watch the video again. Jesus first. Jesus first. That's what you get the benefit of the church. That you can have Jesus at the core, and if this is right, I guarantee you this will be all right. If this is right, this will be all right. Yeah, listen to Ephesians. I, 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 this is an amazing thing. Matter of fact, the first commandment in the Bible is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and all of your strength. So put him at the top of the list. And everything else comes under that. Ephesians chapter 4 says this. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no more, but rather let him labor working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have and... Uh, have to give to him that needs let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good for the use of edifying that it may minister grace to the hearer and grieve not the holy spirit of god whereby you're sealed under the day of redemption let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice now i'm going to tell you i haven't been perfect but i try I try. This is a try. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm giving it, you know, I mean, I mean, as much percentage as I can to make sure these things don't happen to me because these are the things that destroy relationships. 
This is the stuff that, that, that tears us all apart. Don't let it be there. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put, put, put away with you. With all members, be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ loved the church and gave himself an offering and a sacrifice of God for sweet-smelling savor. But fornication and uncleanness and covetousness, don't let it once be named among you you has become saints let me read that again but fornication and uncleanness and covetousness let it not once be named among you born again believers eliminate things between them and god if you continue on a habitual path of sin there's it's a difference between a mistake and a choice come on somebody Believers, listen, if you can't keep your zipper up and you're in bed with somebody you're not married to, you got some choices. Choice one, break up. Choice two, separate. Remain stable. Choice three, get married. I can marry you today. Now, these are the choices. And it's not stuff God wants us to fool around with. It's real choices. That's why as you get older and you've gone through things and you're in your 30s and 40s and you're still trying to figure out three years later whether you're supposed to marry somebody, you're a coward. Ain't nobody shouting on that one. But it's the truth. It's an excuse. It's an excuse. And you woman or man, whoever you are, that succumbs to this pressure that allows the people that you're seeing to... to, uh, invalidate you and use you you're crazy you should say i want a ring and it don't take years and years to get the ring it's go down to the store they sell plastic ones i ain't got the money well that should be a sign anyway I bought my ring seven years before I put it on my wife's finger. I knew I was getting married. I saw a great sale. They had it on for 75 or, I mean, it was like 75% off. The store was closed. I'm thinking, yes. <laughs> Deal. I went to the store, bought the ring, and put it away and waited for God to send me the one that I was going to marry. I had the ring ready. I had, I mean, I mean, you can make decisions. That's what faith is all about anyway, isn't it? It's not playing games and fooling around with folks and acting like, listen, in the Bible, there's no such thing as common law marriage. I didn't get there. I should stand up on that one. In the Bible, I don't care if you live with it for 10 years with 16 kids, there's no such thing as common law marriage. You have to go through what the community requires. You have to do what the community requires. You have to go through, and this is why we do it at church, you have to go through the spiritual things that make the difference. You want God. He said he's the one that joins two flesh together. And so I'm just saying to you, you need to do the things that are necessary and don't say, well, we're common law Americans. We've been living together. Nope, you're living in sin. I'm going to lose viewership today. My numbers, those likes are going down. I'm preaching real good. And I know my time's running out. No fornication, 
all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not once be named among you as becoming saints. We deal with the same flesh as the rest of the world. And you will have flesh problems. Then you need to make decisions about controlling your flesh with your spirit by the help of the Holy Spirit. Somebody ought to say amen. Listen, I'm not about, I listen, I've got to answer to God one day. I've got to stand before heaven one day and I've got to decide. God's going to look down and say, good, well done, my good and faithful servant. Because I'm not going to be afraid of you. If you don't come back to Family Worship Center, I love you. I'm praying we see each other in heaven someday. But I'm going to preach the truth. And I wouldn't want to be somewhere where they wouldn't. I'm just telling the truth. If I've got to walk on eggshells all the time, then I don't want to do this job. Because my job is to stimulate you toward Christ, not away from him. It's not to placate you in your continued sin. It's to tell you, listen, God has empowered us. I have the power of the Holy Spirit. I have the ability through Jesus Christ to do what is right. Yes, we fail. He's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all of our unrighteousness. Yes. But my goal is to live like Jesus. To be like Jesus. Not to let it among you. And walk in love as Christ loved the church, gave himself for it, a sweet smelling savor. And then he goes on and says, There's neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which is not convenient, but rather giving thanks. For this you know that no whoremonger or unclean person nor covetous man who is an idolater hath, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things the wrath of God comes on the children of disobedience. But, the, but you are not partakers with them. Now I, I've seen some things that are really crazy. Really, really crazy. My time's running out. But you need what I'm saying to you. Pick this up. Many will come in that day and say, Lord, Lord, did I not cast out devils? And he will say, I never knew you. I turned on the internet the other day. There was a gay preacher on there, gay pastor that was on there talking about we got to accept. I can accept the people. But I cannot accept. Listen. I would not have a pedophile or preach in my pulpit. I'm just telling you. If that man was playing around with children and doing all those things, we wouldn't say, we just need to accept the pedophiler. We need to understand the thing he's going through as a pedophiler. And I know he's destroying those children's lives and crushing their futures. And No, we would say that man doesn't belong behind a pulpit. Don't let the internet mess you up. That's foolishness. I know that didn't sound much like a marriage seminar, but I am so sick of seeing stupid, it makes me mad. We don't put thieves in the pulpit. If you're a thief, you are not counting family worship center money. I'm not putting those people, the abusers, in the children's ministry. Would you want them watching your children? Then God doesn't want that preaching to his people. There's no acceptance for that. None. And this is what I was saying at the beginning. This is the truth is we need to get in the Bible 
and obey the Bible. God first. God first. And his test for us is, and I was wrong, God doesn't test us like that, but what we go through with God is that we believe what the word says and we obey it. The first sin was disobedience. You need what I'm preaching. We do not accept behaviors that are disobedient to God's word. You ought to shout amen. But be in love. Now God loved us and defined it for us. This is how he defined it. What's wrong with operating in the definition God gave us? What's wrong with doing that? You could take the whole Bible and apply it to marriage itself. I've experienced this with my wife, Amy. I mean, again, the the fact of forgiveness and, man, what we go through experiencing this with each other, all the Word of God applies to a marriage. And if you read the Bible and find out what it really applies to, listen, you're not going to be perfect, but you can can work towards good works. Somebody ought to say amen. Amen. I'm I'm preaching real good. i got to finish, but I want to give a few things. I want to say this. Number one, Jesus. Number two, I want to tell you this. If you're looking for somebody... Friendship first. Not sex first. The movies only have 90 minutes. Not five years, 10 years, 90 minutes. They got to cram all the mess in in 90 minutes. And somehow, we have developed the same constitution in our mind that all of a sudden, we start dating and we've got to go sleep with each other. And the moment you do, you've contaminated your ability to hear truth because you've got another voice talking and it ain't God's. I love what you say, Pastor Steve, but, 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 but. That is not the way you find a mate. Friendship first. Find things. Go places. Do stuff. Go skating. Go drink a coffee. Go watch a movie. Go to the beach. Pure and holy. And if you can hang out with them and have relationship with them, then you can develop from that moment. Everybody hear what I'm saying? So you ought to have a lot of friends. Somebody say amen. Secondly, you have to care about each other. You got to care. I, I don't mean to violate my wife. Can I just talk about where we are right now? Can I just discuss it? My mother-in-law had cancer and came down with cancer. We love her. She's been a great mother-in-law. I've never had to fight with her. I just, she just had never caused me any trouble. And uh, she was at church last Sunday and went out to eat with people and was communicating. And she had, we had a great day. Between Monday and Tuesday, something changed. I'm not sure what. Don't know what happened. But she just, her, her 
physically challenged, came. She fell down in the house. We went and picked her up, took her to our house. Um, she stayed at our house for a couple of days. I felt led of the Lord. We needed to go ahead and take her to the hospital, let the family come in. Uh, when she fell in her house, she broke her hip. This is not a downer now. I want to give you the upper point. It's sad, because, but it's part of life. How many understand this is all part of life? I love you, but you're going to die too. No offense. But when my wife came home, I just saw the hurt. And I want to tell you something. It doesn't matter about anything you've been through in life. When I put my arms around my wife and she cried on my shoulder, it's because I care. That's how it ought to be every day. I'm going to go home and see my puppies. Y'all heard about my puppies. And when I open the door, they're going to attack me. Do <laughs> you understand? It, they would do it five minutes after. If I left for five minutes, went outside and came back in, they're going to attack me. They're going to come after my, my clothes. They're going to bite on my clothes because they really care about me. And you know what? what's interesting about that is when they do that, I want to do it back. I want to grab them and pick them up and hug them and kiss on them and all this stuff because the display of love that they give me allows me to display the love back. And most of us don't retreat our life that way. We don't come home and treat our wife that way. It made a difference. You know, her family flew in yesterday. Some of them are flying in today, and we're making decisions and all those kinds of things. You know what my wife needs? She just needs the love. She just needs me to care about her and care about what she's going through. Not just today, but every day. And most of us just put up walls and barriers. Can you just leave here today? And change the way you feel about somebody and say, I'm just going to care. I just care what you're going through. I care about what you're... Secondly, and thirdly, it's a commitment. For those of you that are about to get married, it's commitment not for a day, not for a week, not for a month, but forever. Communication. You need to talk. You need to have relationship that allows you to share dreams and visions. If you're not communicating, you're not talking, you're going to be sad. You need to talk. Uh, you need to be marriage ready. Are you marriageable material? Some of you think you're marriageable material. Where's my wife? And you're a mess. <laughs> this is really the truth. Are you, and you know what you need to do? Go to some of your friends and say, would you marry me? And ask them to tell you the truth. How many understand what I'm talking about? Because, I mean, if, I, if some of these people would ask me the truth, I'd tell them, well, I see a problem here. <laughs> Needs to be fixed. Are you marriageable material? I mean, not just in your mind, because, I mean, most of us believe in ourselves, but what, I mean, are, are you really marriage material? I mean, I mean, can you, can you take, again, I mean, can you handle a fight? Can you forgive after the fight? Can you, you know what I mean? So anyway, that's it. Marriage material. Uh, lastly is this helper and headship. Um, la uh, one more thing. Can you become compatible or are you just tolerating? Some of us just tolerate each other. God doesn't want us to tolerate each other. He wants us to become compatible with each other. That means I bend and she bend. You with me? Compatible. You need to become compatible. Can't, you can't make them become what you want to make them become. 
they're not going to become as spiritual as you, as you think they should be. They're not going to pray the way you think you should, they should pray. They're not going to read the Bible like you read the Bible. I mean, if you're super spiritual and they're not, okay. You know, can you be compatible? So I just say that to you. So I want to encourage you to do this. One of the greatest things that we can do is follow Jesus this morning. We're going to wrap it up. We've got a bunch of stuff to give away. We have the raffle that's coming. We're going to give away this. There's one for Sumter, one for Georgetown, one for Columbia, and one for here that we're giving away the hotel rooms and the the marriage seminar. It's going to be great at Myrtle Beach. It's at the Dunes Marriott. Tremendous. All that's coming up. But before we do that, we've set this up. They're going to sing a song. We're going to do these, some, some other things in here so we can have everybody in the room. But I found out something about people who come to marriage seminars. If you heard anything I said this morning, whether you're single or married, you need to check up on yourself. 